He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the 73rd Hole Podcast, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Taylor Williams, Jim Woodward, Sam Humphreys with you today. And boys, it's just another Wednesday, right? Or is it not just another Wednesday? Uh, we do have a lot of bickering back and forth between PGA Tour and Live players in Wentworth this week. But boys, I want to start with the fact that we do have the President's Cup teams announced this morning. And uh, it goes Max Homa, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Kevin Kisner, Justin Thomas, Billy Horschel, Colin Morikawa, Cam Young, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, and Tony Finau for the U.S. team. Taylor, any initial thoughts on the U.S. President's Cup team? Uh, I think that if Zalatoris didn't have his injury, I think that the team would be even more stacked than it was, but with Zalatoris not there, it, it exposed a hole in, in this banning the lift guys because instead we put Kevin Kisner in there. And I, I get that he could be a good match play player, but, but Kevin Kisner over his last 13 rounds, guys, he's only gained shots off the tee in two of those events. So 11 of those 13, he is negative off the tee. So that's not someone that I want to put in an alternate shot format. And I mean, you're leaving off guys like Dustin Johnson and Taylor Gooch to have a chance who I would have picked over Kisner as well. And we hadn't even got to the international team yet, Woody. But uh, like I said, if Zalatoris had been there, this wouldn't have been near as near as eye-popping. But the fact that we're going to put Kevin Kisner in a lineup who really didn't have that particularly great a year, Woody, I, I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty harmful thing for the game of golf. Well, there, that, we know that's not the best American team we could have put out. Everybody – and it, boy, if people are saying it is, then they really have drank the Kool-Aid, guys. Let me tell you because that's not our best team. Is that team good enough to win? I think it is, but I'll tell you what I love what that, that what they did with that international team. I liked all those rookies. I liked all those young guys. That's why you just I tell you what, guys, you just know that Immelman thought of that and this might turn into be a better battle than we think. It really might, Woody. And uh, let's go through that international team for you guys. Sebastian Munoz, Taylor Pendrith, Mito Pereira, Corey Connors, Hideki Matsuyama, Siwoo Kim, K.H. Lee, C. Bezel, Christian Bezadenhut, Cam Davis, Tom Kim, Adam Scott, and Sung J. M. Any initial thoughts on that one, T-Dub? Um, my initial thought is we're leaving out Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Audubon Lahiri, and Mark Leishman for these guys. and Possibly I, I even Louis Eustazen as well. Uh, Louis, I forgot about Louis as well, and Abraham Answer. So, I mean, yeah, we, with that, that's, right. that's six players right there. So, I mean, we could just take those six captains pick, take those out, you throw them in with the six guys I just mentioned. It's, it's an incredibly different lineup, and, and the international team would have been uh, very, very more strongly considered. I, I do think they will put up a decent amount of a fight, but I mean, just the talent-wise, top to bottom, it's just not there. The, the Americans are clearly the better team. Even if you even put Kevin Kisner in, they're still a very, very solid player. I just, I, I, I don't know, Woody. I, I, it's going to be hard for me to be able to watch this President's Cup like I used to, just because I know it's not the best product that we did about. It it, it kind of makes you feel that way, too. And, and um, of course, then we'd be the hypocrites of ART, Dub, because we love golf. It's a podcast. All three of us love golf. And 
if if we go to that and we start saying, well, because you did this and this, then I'm not going to watch you. Um, I, yeah, we can't do that, guys. We, we, we still have to support, uh, even though we know it's weakened and even though we know it's wrong, it's still a big event. We need to support it. A hundred percent. And guys, I'm looking through this list here and I see some names on these President's Cup teams that I feel like could go to live after this President's Cup. I'm looking at guys like a Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, maybe even a Cameron Young on the U.S. side. And then on the international side, I think a guy like a Matsuyama or a Mito Pereira, we've seen those names, all of those guys rumored to go to live. Do you think we see any guys go to live after the President's Cup that just wanted to stay on the PGA Tour until the President's Cup happened? I think we might see maybe one, maybe two guys that do it, and maybe even maybe some of the international guys that we haven't even mentioned, some of the captains picked. They may be a chance to go over there as well. I, I don't think we're going to see anything like a max exodus like we saw after the Church Championship with seven guys or whatever it was lead. But I definitely think there's a possibility for it. And, and it's, that's just what upsets me about it, Sam, is, these guys are having to wait to go because if they want to play on the President's Cup team, there should be no reason that we're banning these guys. Literally, it, people talk about live making golf worse. No, it is the people running these bodies of golf that are making it worse because they're putting out a worse product for literally a stupid reason. It just upsets me so much, Sam. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch the President's Cup, but I mean, I treated it, and it wasn't the same as the Ryder's Cup where I watch every single shot, but you, you, you watch virtually from the first match to the end of the match, but now it's like I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to be more interested in football than I am some of those President's Cup matches, and I can't remember the last time that that happened. I agree. I agree with Taylor. I totally agree with Taylor. I, I, I'll watch it, but I'll do a lot of mowing because <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't interest me near like it did. And uh, kudos to what Taylor just said, that it's the golf bodies that are doing it. It's not these golfers. These golfers are just looking out for what's best for them. Uh, as far as somebody leaving, if Cantley – or Shoffley leaves, they'll go together. Now, you want to talk about some repercussions. If those two guys leave and go to that live tour, then all what Tiger did and what these guys have been talking about, it might not have, it, it, you know, it might have slowed them, but obviously if they go, damn, that is big news. If we lose some more of those really high up guys to live, this is this is not just a little party going on anymore. This is a real life, honest to business warfare. A hundred percent, guys. And I know that the President's Cup is owned by the PGA Tour, but I think that they missed a huge opportunity this year to become bigger than the Ryder Cup. If they wanted to ever become as big or if not bigger than the Ryder Cup, this year they would have allowed live players after the Ryder Cup suspended Henrik Stinson. Obviously, the players can still gain Ryder Cup points from live, but they're not going to get a captain's pick uh, for the Ryder Cup from live. Uh, so, guys, I mean, to me... I think that the product is extremely diluted, and I think that we're kind of seeing what we might see in the majors if they were to ban these guys. People don't care because there's a big asterisk by it. Right, T-Dub? I couldn't agree more, Sam. I mean, just off the names we listed, we listed off six names on the international team who, who would have made it, and I've listed off at least, at least one, and I'd say potentially two guys on the U.S. side who, who would be up there. Uh, for the live, and so that's eight players out of the twenty-four. That's a third of the of the competition that is diluted at thirty-three percent. Sam, I mean, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, if they think this is the right thing to do, it and anyone who says that they're trying to do what's best for the game of golf is so 
blinded. It's absolutely unbelievable. And it, that's the number one thing that frustrates me about all this is that there is no reason these guys shouldn't be playing. There's absolutely none, none whatsoever. And, and we're not going to get to see eight of the best players in the world play, or at least seven that should be playing. If not, it just it, it upsets me so much that I do. If I didn't love golf, I would protest the president. That's how much it upsets. Guys, let's get to some other stuff in the golf world. Obviously, this week they're playing at Wentworth at the BMW PGA Championship on the DP World Tour. And obviously, the 17 Live guys will be there because of the stay that was put on the Ian Poulter lawsuit before the Scottish Open earlier in the year. And Billy Horschel comes out again. Billy Horschel comes out and says... I don't think these guys should really be here. The Abraham answer, the Taylor Gooch, the Jason Kokrax of the world. You've never played this tournament. Why are you here? Number one, Billy, Jason Kokrak isn't even in the freaking golf tournament. And number two, you've only played six DP World Tour events in your entire career. And so we saw Taylor Gooch respond on Twitter yesterday. And I thought it was one of the greatest tweets of all time. He said, Quote, Billy's DP Pro Tour career, 2013 to today, 64 events, 58 majors, WGCs, and 2022 Scottish, which was a PGA Tour event. So that means that Billy has only played six pure DP World Tour events in total. Parentheses, I wonder how many he got money to play in. In parentheses, and his first non-major WGC P appearance in 2019, BMW won in the FedEx Cup in 2014. He supports whatever tour is best for him, like all of us do. T Dub, I thought that was a huge statement from Taylor Gooch, and he's obviously taking big shots on Twitter from the Golf Channel guys. However, I think that he was exactly right. And I think, you know, I don't even think, I know. I've talked to other guys that are playing in this golf tournament that aren't on the live. I've, I've talked to some, you know, European tour golfers, and they don't have a problem with these guys being over there. One of them actually said, quote, to me, I would have done the exact same thing as these guys. They aren't. They can't get official world golf ranking points anywhere else. And like Taylor Gooch said, name a golfer in the history of golf that hasn't chased official world golf ranking points. We're going to see live players take spots away from DP World Tour players until the live gets official world golf ranking points. I I couldn't believe. I, the, the funniest thing about all this to me is I understand Billy Horschel being a spokesman for the PGA Tour, and, and even that I think is is pretty funny. But yeah. This isn't like Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, even someone like a Terrell Hatton or Thomas Peters, someone who's been loyal to the DP World Tour over all these years, isn't the one calling out these players. It's Billy freaking Horschel, who, who, like you said, he's played six uh, six events that aren't majors that are registered on the DP World Tour. Six. It's absolutely mind-boggling me, and he's in there quoting Jason Kokrak, who, like you just mentioned, isn't even in the field. And I, I just want to point something out to people, like, like, if you don't want these live players to play, it, 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 I guess that's your own choice. But but just looking at the analytics this week, guys, Taylor Gooch is the fifth favorite to win. Abraham Answer is the seventh. Brandon Grace is the 11th. Sergio is the 16th. Patrick Reed is the 18th. Lee Westwood is the 20th. So literally six of the top 20 players in this field with a chance to win are, are from the live players. That's, all, that's essentially 30%. Wait, so of, is this an exhibition this week? So you're telling well, me there's six be. out of the top guys. It must be an exhibition. Six out, six out of the top twenty. Six out of the top twenty. Sam. I mean that's it's unbelievable. Those are the that's the analytic favorites and the betting favorites to win this tournament. So if you want to take these, you don't want the live guys to not play. You're going to miss out on six of the top twenty players to win the field. Good luck. If that's what the DP tour wants to do, that's absolutely 
fine, but it's not going to hold up in court even after this day, at least in my personal opinion. So it, it just mind boggles me. And the only reason I think Billy Horschel wouldn't want those guys to play Woody is because they're going to beat him this week. <laughs> well, that's part of it. Don't get me wrong. But Billy Horschel is being just big as a hypocrite as a lot of people are in this thing. And, and what I love about our podcast, we're not, we're not always right. And we state some things that we go, uh-oh. That wasn't very good. And we come back and we correct. And we apologize or we admit. You will not see any of these guys. They will be a hypocrite from the day they die. And they will not respond any other way until live becomes a part of their life. And then you watch what will happen. Everybody will be, well, this this is so good that the live now has come on board with the PGA Tour. They found a way to merge. They'll all have this egg all over their face. But they won't care because the media will make them out to be the darling that they aren't. But they will make them that way. And there's not a dang thing we can do about it. We can bitch like we're doing right now. But they're going to keep spouting their mouths. But the fact that they're claiming those guys shouldn't play, they have qualified to play. They've done exactly what anybody else in the field has done. Okay? They qualified because of that stay that Poulter got. They deserve to be there. And if you don't think that, you're a hypocrite. Guys, this is exactly why they have to play every single OWGR that they can. It would be better for everybody to just let Liv have official World Golf ranking points, in my opinion, because then just let the players decide. Have a merger. It, that's why, to me, it's all going to end up in a merger because the DP World Tour players don't like that the Live players are playing for official World Golf ranking points because it's taking spots away. The PGA Tour players don't like the fact that the Live players have to play be, to gain official World Golf ranking points. Isn't the obvious you know, decision here just to give Live official World Golf ranking points? I mean, they have the reigning Open champion, for God's sakes. Hey, so, Sam, um, Sam, what do you think? Sam, do you really think that, that the PGA Tour players are disappointed in them because they went or they're jealous that they think they look at Dustin Johnson just made $10 million in four golf tournaments? $10 million. I think there's a little bit right? of both. I, I think that... Right, there's got to be. There's right. got to be some jealousy here. Gotta what be I'm saying is here. all PGA Tour players don't agree with Billy Horschel. I mean, I like I said, I talked to a no, DP World Tour player that dis- totally disagrees with him, said that I would have done the exact same thing if I was Taylor Gooch. Without a doubt. I mean, you're spot on with all this. The argument is they have no argument here. They have none. Absolutely zip. And T-Dub, to me... Like I've always said, I'm not a PGA Tour hater. I want to grow the game of golf, but when I see this and, and these opinions coming from Billy Horschel, which are clearly, you know, opinions based on his bottom line, right? That what's best for Billy Horschel is why he's pissed off about it. It's not for the good of the game or even the good of the PGA Tour. This week, more than any other week, T Dub, I will be rooting for the live guys just to see the faces on a guy like a Rory McIlroy who said he was sick to his stomach to see these 18, now 17 guys in Wentworth this week at the BMW PGA Championship. I want to see the face of Keith Pelly, who is keeping the live guys out of the feature groups. We might not even see a leader on TV if one of the one of the live guys is leading the golf tournament. I mean, imagine, you know, a guy on Thursday and Friday shooting 62-63. We're not going to see one shot from him because Keith Pelly has his panties in a wad, T-Dub. I mean, let's just imagine. Let's just say Taylor Gooch, Abraham Answer are leading this tournament after Friday. 
Are, are they just not going to show the final group if, if that happens? And just, just to your point also, Sam, about the official World Golf Ranking. So I'm on the OWGR website right now. I'm just going li- to list off some terms that get World Ranking points. And before anyone comes back, Chris, I understand that there is a process to get to live golf ranking points. It may take a little bit longer, but these are just some of the tours that are currently getting points. The ABIMA Tour, the All Thailand Golf Tour, the Asian Development Tour, the ALPS Tour, PJ Tour Canada, Corn Ferry Tour, obviously, the Japan Golf Tour, the Sunshine Tour, the Nordic Golf League. Are you freaking kidding me with some of these tours? And you're going to tell me that live with Dustin Johnson, all these players aren't going to get points. Woody, it's absolutely astonishing to me. I I think it's all just a matter of time. And Woody, when you say. Right? Uh, to me, why can't they make an exception? It's not the Nordic Golf Tour starting up here, Woody. It, it's literally <laughs> Cam Smith. It's Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson and Taylor Gooch, all three of which would have been in the President's Cup this year, and you can't make an exception for official World Golf ranking? This is something like we've never seen before. But, but Sam, we've talked about this. If Liv gets those ranking points, this is the last thing the PGA Tour is hanging their hat on. Don't give them those world ranking points. We'll keep them out of the majors, and this tour will die. If you give those ranking points, which I agree with you, that's that there's wrong, no right? excuse. No, I mean, it's wrong in every way. It is so wrong. When Taylor read those names of tours that got world ranking points, I love you guys because you do those analytics. I'm not good at that. But I'm listening to those tours. Well, shoot, fire, let's get a tour started up at Oak Tree where you you four of us play every day, and, and we could get world ranking points. We could get some of those deadbeats. A hundred percent, and like I said about the President's Cup, we're just seeing how the product's going to be diluted if the Masters and the, the U.S. Open backtracks and, and changes their mind. If they did that, or if the PGA Tour boycotted, what good is that doing for the game of golf, right? What good is it doing? It, it's diluting the product. Nothing. It's making people not care about those tournaments. It's actually helping live because then people will see where these players are coming from and finally not just see the propaganda that is put out by the Golf Channel every week about the politics of the situation, which, in my opinion, is a giant excuse for the underlying issues. So what you've got, guys, which what we have here is a media blitz to just bash them and they have all the media there is i have seen no media really back that live tour and i've seen them cover it i've seen them talk about how exciting that it was i read an article this morning some gal and she went up there to boston she'd never seen one she said on wednesday she was walking around in the middle of the fairway couldn't believe what she was getting to do by sunday she said it was a real live on goodness golf tournament, and it was different because there were shorts, there was music, there were teams. There was a lot going on, and she said there might only have been 6,000 people there. But let me tell you something. She said it was fun on Sunday. It was really fun. So I was proud of her for at least being able to write. She writes for Golf Magazine. So I, I thought it was pretty cool that, that she at least went to it, had an open mind, didn't question what she was watching. Just uh, at the end of the week, she said, I had a good time. And Tita, but to Hello? me, I, I have a problem with that, even just a little bit. The, you, she mentions the shorts and the music and the teams. Mention the fact that it was the best individual golf tournament, if not the second best or best individual golf tournament that wasn't a major of the entire year, right? <laughs> I, I think that's something that isn't going to get highlighted by, by the majority of people. Just for reasons that are unbeknownst to me, honestly, it's absolutely crazy. And 
you know, just the point you're making earlier, Sam, it, it's the fact that the live guys are not harming the game of golf by doing this. The, the, the lady for the golf magazine, she listed off all the different reasons that even the casual golf fan would like the tour. It's, it's the big, it's the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, all these big organizations blackballing everyone, and that is what's causing it. And that's what I've, I've been saying literally this entire time that this has happened. And, and we're starting to see some of the ramifications of it. And guys, I want to bring up one more point, and this really doesn't have anything to do with Liv whatsoever. It's the fact that Taylor Gooch, for instance, and Abraham Answer, they earned their way into this BMW PGA Championship in less events than everybody else. So what are they so upset about? That's what I said earlier. How, you can't – they qualified for this. How can you tell them they're not welcome? They, they did everything everybody else did. And they did it in fewer golf terms than anybody else. <laughs> I love the fact that Taylor Gooch is not afraid to throw some arrows. Now, he's going to get bashed and bashed hard. And if if this all folds up in a bad way, Taylor is going to have to struggle to get back to PGA Till to do everything they can to keep him off of it because he is such a spokesperson. That's why I want him to win this week. I want him to win more than anybody else. I want him to win this golf tournament and be able to say, in your face, boys, in your face. Want him to shut him up, right, T-Dub? Exactly. Exactly. I would love to see nothing more than Keith Pelley handing uh, Taylor Goose a trophy <laughs> on Sunday Sunday morning here, Sunday afternoon. We would never uh, see there. the video and, of it. <laughs> they would lock that one in a yeah. basement. <laughs> Somebody will video it. Somebody will video it. <laughs> and and I, I, I hope that we do have some sort of live, or live uh, PJ battle come the end of it. But one thing that this is all overshadowed, guys, Whitworth's one of my favorite golf courses in the entire world, and I haven't even got to think about it because of all this off-the-court bullshit. Man, I totally agree. Exactly. And and it's, like I said, it's just diluting the product. We're talking about this instead of the golf tournament, right? And and every single Live Week, Live talks about the golf and their product and all of that. And every single PGA Tour week, we just hear shots coming back at Live, right? It, to me, it's always the PGA Tour starting the shots. Just look at yesterday with Billy Horschel. It's not Taylor Gooch that's spending the time on Twitter. He just heard what Billy Horschel said and said, wait a second, right? You know, it, it, they, they are deflecting all of the arrows coming from the PGA Tour, to me at least. Well, they have oh, well, to. They, I think they have to. Don't they have to fire back, guys? Don't the live guys have to fire back at some point? Well, I because mean, they have no one else speaking it, for them. Exactly right. And and they got to they got to defend what they're doing, even if people don't like it. They got to defend what they're doing. Just like Harold Barner said, he just got some of the worst hate mail on his Instagram and his Facebook or whatever he had. And, he, you know, it bothered me. He said, I hate that I'm hated. I said, I just did the best thing I could for my family, and now I'm hated for it. And that's, that's wrong. That is really wrong, guys. There's no reason they should be blackballed because of what they decided to do. I, I just hate this for all those guys. I hate it too. But, guys, to end this conversation of, you know, the Billy Horschel, Taylor Gooch stuff, Liv isn't going anywhere, guys, and and they had 785,000 views on YouTube, which was up from 587 in the previous event, uh, 587,000 in the previous event. 
guys. And so what I'm saying is it's growing at a rapid pace, and that's not even including the views that they got on livegolf.com. That was just on YouTube. And so what I'm saying is eventually they're going to get some contract, whether it be with a TV channel or TV company and uh, or a streaming company like a YouTube TV or an Apple TV. It's just going to get bigger and bigger, and they already have the names there. So at, my point is official World Golf ranking is going to be meaningless by the middle of next year. It's already pretty meaningless. I'm a little surprised guys like Taylor Gooch played so well early in the year that they even got into Wentworth guys, because right. I I mean, Taylor should be a top, you know, 20 player in the world and official world golf ranking. And now he's down to like, what, like 49th in the world or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's already meaningless, but it's even going to get continue to be more of a joke throughout next year. Right. And so to me, I think that they have to do something about this. And the only way to fix all of this and make golf a, a, a greater game than it already is, is to, you know, have a merger and, you know, let the live do the fall series and let the PGA tour do their thing. And, you know, have a shells, wonderful world, world of golf every single week. Right. T-Dub. Yes. And that, that would not be a bad alternative. And, and I think that one, like I've seen from the first four live events, the PGA tour and live, they can coexist. It can happen. The PGA tour, even by losing all these guys, live, still has a good product. And, I mean, they still have absolutely world-class players. So does even the DP World Tour to, to a high extent. So, I mean, all these tours can coexist. We're just – the PJ Tour lost its monopoly, and they're not very happy about it. And we're going to start seeing what – we've already seen what the PJ Tour is going to do over the next couple of years with all the changes. So, what, what more will they do will be interesting to see. But we've already seen it. I mean, it's good for the game of golf. It's been good for the players that have stayed in the PJ Tour. We've, we've said it 100 times. Uh, all those guys should be thanking guys like like Taylor Gooch and Phil Nicholson and, and Dustin Johnson. And, you know, the whole thing about the world ranking points is to get into the majors. And, and Taylor Gooch was kind of the front runner of those guys who wasn't already exempt. Someone like Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson are exempt for the next five years. But, uh, you know, Abraham Anthony, now Joaquin Neiman have left her on that list as well. So it, it's fairly interesting. And, like, someone like Neiman, he finished in the top 30 uh, of the Tour Championship. So he's going to get to um, get to play in all the majors next year. So, there are some some loopholes in this world ranking thing, but I, I, I like I said, I listed off all the tours that were getting world ranking points. It's just a matter of time before Liv does. Uh, it, it would be absolutely astonishing to me if it did. Hey, Woody, why don't you go ahead and tell us about our friends at Quail Creek Bank? Well, it's funny we should mention Quail Creek Bank because just yesterday I got a text message from uh, the owner of Quail Creek Bank, Mark Davenport, and one of the reasons why I love the bank is because Mark such a golf nut he loves to play golf he struggled with back injuries and stuff like that but he loves to come play golf and he was saying i'm feeling pretty good let's get together at the end of the week so i have got a real uh, love for that bank and for the people in that bank because they're just great people they're golfers they take care of you like we've always said every time i've said that about Quill creek bank i've said if you don't like your bank, go try them because I think they'll love Quail Creek Bank. Located right there on 122nd and May Avenue. Give them a try. I think you'll be really excited about your new bank. Guys, let's hit a break. And then after the break, we're going to hit on a couple college golf things. And then we'll get to our full Wentworth preview here on the 73rd Hole Podcast, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. 
McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. And we are back on the other side of the break here on the 73rd Hole Podcast, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Go to GolfOklahoma.org and get all of your local golf news. A great story on Austin Eckroat getting his PGA Tour card on GolfOklahoma.org right now. Go check that out. As well as the Sports Animal app. We are on the Sports Animal app and website uh, right now as well. So, guys, let's get to, uh, before we get to Wentworth, Colby sent us something very interesting uh, this morning, guys, and he said that a fun little local quip if y'all want to sneak it in. He said, OCU women are playing a tournament at Hefner North yesterday and today. After day one, their A team led by five. Their B team was in second and 15 clear of third, guys. The OCU women's golf team is like the Patriots or the Spurs. They're, they're a dynasty, guys. Oh, they, they were good even back when I was in school, way back in the day. They just continued the powerhouse forever. And I'll tell you what, Woody, when you, when you got 10 ladies like that who are all really good, that's going to make qualifying pretty interesting. It's going to make qualifying really interesting. You know what it reminds me of back in the day? It, see, you can't really get away with that anymore to be that loaded. Back in the day when I played college golf in the 70s, you had the Houston's, the Wake Forest, the Oklahoma State. They would they would load up their rosters. They would do some probably things that were maybe illegal to get guys to play, pay under the table, whatever it might be. We had a, a situation at OSU where we also would take A's and B teams and finish one, two. And sometimes our B team beat our A team. So it was, it was so strong. It was ridiculous. The ladies still can get away with that a little bit. They have more scholarships than the men do. But to build a dynasty like OCU has, they, they're just really, really good and have always been really good. And it doesn't sound like they're going away. It sounds like they just keep getting better. A hundred percent. And T-Dub, it's even harder to do that on the college level. I mean, we see it in the high school level sometimes, like like with an Edmund North uh, or something like that. But it's very rare in the college level, number one, because you rarely see uh, two, like an A and B team go to a tournament, much less, you know, finish first and second. No, you're absolutely right. It would be interesting if we saw OU and OSU's B team go to some of these tournaments where they would finish <laughs> up. That would be a pretty interesting thing to see. But, yeah, I think one of the things that has to do with that as well is, is that so many of these golf courses have such great facilities now. I know we got two of the best in our state, but even schools like, like Stanford, Alabama, Wake Forest, 
um, even like Michigan, Illinois. I mean, they have great indoor facilities, great courses to get to play at. So I think that's one thing. It's hard to it's hard to just attract one great group of college players to one place whenever every other place has facilities that are all relatively the same. 100% and even more impressive for OCU to do it. I know that they have a pretty good connection, not only around Oklahoma, but around the world as well in recruiting. So great job uh, from the OCU women's golf team. Guys, I do want to update the people on the live rankings. Um, and, and I'm kind of tying this in uh, to the college golf a little bit just because uh, we'll see a couple names on this list. And, and so Dustin Johnson, obviously in the first place at seven million seven. $712,500. Uh, Brandon Grace is in second at $6 million. Charles Schwartzel at $4.5 million. Henrik Stinson at $4 million. And Carlos Ortiz at $3.8 million are your top five. Six and seven are Matthew Wolf and Taylor Gooch. Uh, so, guys, any thoughts on the top of that leaderboard? Uh, the top of the money well, list. All, all exceptionally good players. All have been playing – Really, really good, even before they went over the list. I mean, they've all had really great careers up to this point. So, I, I mean, I'm very interested to see how, how that final match at uh, at Trump National ends up going because you're going to have the team format coming down and you're going to have the individual contest. So, I mean, I think there's a lot riding on it. And they're giving, what, I believe $18 million for, for first place as well. So, I mean, it's very much very similar to the FedEx Cup in, in that aspect. So, it's going to be very, very interesting. Just another example of, of how this is good for golf because on Halloween weekend, besides football, we're going to get some excellent, excellent golf with I think that's going to be the most fun. We've already seen when Liv went and there's no PGA Tour event going up against them, even what they call their uh, fall series or those mini tour-like things. Uh, when, when Liv doesn't have any competition, you're going to see those ratings go up. And now that they've watched, they're going to get it even more as they work towards the end of the year. By the end of the year, I look for Liv to have a contract signed with somebody that's going to televise it a much easier way for people to get to it. So when they come out of the box next year, here we go again. And and when we asked Austin Eckroat the other day while we had him on the phone, I said, what are you going to do? Because they might call you. They're going to they're gonna go after these young, upcoming players that they think are going to have a name. And if it, Austin Eckroat gets a pretty good bonus check and can go over there it's a tough decision for these kids to make really tough absolutely guys and including their team winnings Dustin Johnson is at 9.96 million Brandon Grace is 7.1 Charles Schwartzel at 5.6 Taylor Gooch at 4.9 and Patrick Reed at 4.6 uh the reason why I said I was going to tie it back into college golf is we we heard a lot of people kind of criticize Eugenio Lopez Chikara for going over there well he went over there and he hasn't really played his best golf he's 35th on the money list T-Dub and he's made $579,000 so I, I think he pro- probably made the right decision well I mean that's that's pretty good for only being a few months out of university there's no doubt about it and for him to have been able to make that on the PGA Tour or Corn Ferry Tour. Where get, I mean, he would have to finish, what, top three, at a solo third at, or better at, at a tour event to be able to get that much money. So I, I don't think there's – honestly, I don't think that would have happened. So well, he would have gotten the guaranteed 500000 He's already made more than the guarantee for these guys next year. Well, that's a good point, yeah, because the, the 500000 or whatever only takes effect in this next year. So, yeah, another good point. I think for him it's just interesting because we don't know – what, what's going to happen with all this five to ten years down the line and, and for someone who's in that younger spot let's just say something goes bad or whatever th- then it may not may not be his best interest but up to this point at least in the short term it was 100 percent the right decision 
I totally agree, guys. Let's get to our Wentworth preview, the BMW PGA Championship um, at Wentworth. And guys, we have a great tournament. We really do. It's kind of been overshadowed a little bit by what we've seen off the golf course so far this week. Uh, but Rory McIlroy is your favorite at Wentworth this week, T-Dub. Do you like the favorite? Do you like John Rahm? Do you like Matthew Fitzpatrick? Even Shane Lowry, Taylor Gooch is fifth on the Data Golf favorites this week. Victor Hovland, sixth, and Billy Horschel, seventh, along with Abe Anser, Tommy Fleetwood, Brand and grace so we see a few live guys up there in the top 10 of the favorites of this golf tournament as you alluded to earlier yeah it's almost like the field the field is kind of tiered in a sense because it's like rory rory rom and fitzpatrick are are definitely the top three favorites rory even a little bit ahead then you got shane lowry who's a very very distinct fourth place favorite um behind fitzpatrick and gooch is up there at fifth so and then from gooch all the way down it starts to level out a little bit so if I had to pick, if I had to say you could pick those four guys or the field, I'm probably going to go ahead and take the four guys just because I, I really like Matthew Fitzpatrick this week. Wentworth, the course, that you have to hit it straight on. Rory's played so well here in the past, and uh, I believe Rom has as well. He only, Rom's only played here once and finished second. So all, all courses have set up well for those guys. So like I said, if I had to pick something, I would probably go with those four versus the field. But the rest of the field is pretty loaded after that, so it wouldn't shock me at all if someone came out of the woodworks. And even – like, we made fun of him, Woody, but Billy Horschel in his two events, he played here twice and his fourth, and he won back here last year. So, I mean, even as much of crap was been giving him, he's got to be a guy to look at. Oh, he plays good. He definitely plays this golf course good. But if you're – if you got an attitude like we do right now, I want Taylor Gooch to win. I want Billy Horschel to miss the cut. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, Woody, by the way, uh, T-Dub, I'm curious on your thoughts on Victor Hovland. I was a little surprised to see him up there as one of the favorites in this golf tournament. I, I know he's had a little bit of a rough stretch um, you know, over the past couple months or so. He was putting really well to begin the year, and, and, he, and it's kind of leveled off. And obviously, um, you know, the short game around the greens has not been good the entire year. Do you see Victor Hovland figuring anything out on a course that seems to set up pretty well for him at Wentworth. Yeah, so he finished 11th here back in 2019 and then finished 49th last year. So he's made the cut here twice, gaining 1.09 shots in those eight rounds. So, I mean, I definitely think he does have a chance. It's right behind the three local guys, all right there in a the row, Gooch, Hovland, and Answer. If I had to pick someone out of that group, I'm probably just going to go with the chalk. I'm going to go ahead and go Gooch, then Hovland, then Answer out of those three. But yeah, I think Hovland could definitely have a good week. It seemed like that over the past few few events he's actually gotten his chipping somewhat better but as we've alluded to in, in past shows the uh, the ball striking and the driving while they've been there just haven't been as elite as they were so if he can kind of start to mix all that I, I, I like his chances I don't think that he'll win I look him for somewhere around 15th or 20th place what do you think about Hovland Woody I know you spend a lot of time around uh, around Hovland out at Oak Tree National do you think that he'll get something figured out to play elite golf he's played some solid golf this year but it hasn't necessarily been elite we've seen it so many times and talked about it these guys are so good just about the time you think well no he's not got his a game he can find it and and we all know Hoblin is capable of finding his A game and winning a golf tournament. So to say that he's going to play bad every week or not up to his standard, I don't see it happening every week. Why wouldn't this be the week he finds it? There's, it, it can happen is my point. I totally agree with that. And, uh, and guys, you, 
T-Dub, expand a little bit on what you love about Wentworth because obviously it's a tournament that we normally don't care about as much as we care about it this week. So so tell the people what they're in for watching Wentworth this week. Well, it's one of the things that really sticks out about Wentworth is the final two holes are par five. Very similar to, uh, to Baltus Straw where they posted numerous major championships at 17, 18, both par fives. 18 is one of my favorite holes in the, in the world, a little dogleg right par five. Creek on the left, very, very massive. Uh, risk reward hall and you just look at some of the holes as well sam it, it's just so so densely tree lined there's some holes where it, it has for such a great mix of you know, there's certain holes where you have to be on one side of the fairway there's certain holes where you can't miss the fairway and, and there's certain holes where you can kind of you kind of miss it around a little bit there's not that many of them but yet it's still there so i i, I just love that the way the course sets up and, and i love the finish that it brings with the back-to-back par fives because it just leaves so much uncertainty there. You can see an eagle, you can see a double bogey, and I've seen it happen numerous times over the past few years, and I expect there to be a pretty pretty thrilling finish there this year as well. Woody, do you think there's any advantage or disadvantage for the live guys that got to play some uh, competitive golf last week? And, and obviously Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Matthew Fitzpatrick are the favorites, but we haven't seen them since the Tour Championship. So is there any advantage or disadvantage there? Oh, I think there's always an advantage when you've been playing a little bit leading into a golf tournament. It's a fine line. You can play your way into being tired, or you can play your way into really starting to gel a little bit. And last week, with as much success as that live went, these guys came into this tournament, I think, with a little bit of chip on their shoulder, and they're they're wanting to prove that they are every bit as good a player as these other guys. That's why I really look for these live guys to play good this week. I think they want to make a statement is what I think. I just hope they don't force it too much, Woody. I hope that they don't put Me too neither. much of a chip on their shoulder, too much pressure on their shoulders this week. If you were a Taylor Gooch or an Abraham Answer or Brandon Grace uh, headed into Wentworth, what would your mindset be? Would it be to block it all out or use it as motivation? I think you'd I think you'd get with your guys that are live guys, you'd spend more time with them. You might, you know, shoot the bull with a few of those guys that maybe aren't so uh arrogant and badgering the the live tour like they are. But I think you gotta stay in your own little 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 shell or your own little uh fishbowl. And I if I'm one of them which I'm not, but if I'm one of them, I'm coming into that golf tournament and I I am ready to go. I am going to play good golf, and I think they will. I don't think they're going to put any pressure on themselves. I think they're going to come in and they're going to do what they know how to do, and that's play good golf. And by the end of the week, you just might have one of them win the golf tournament. You could easily have one of them win the golf tournament. That's what we're all hoping for. T-Dub, do you have any thoughts on that? Sorry, Sam, I was on mute. Say that one more. What was the question? I just said, do you have any thoughts on not only uh, the guys playing last week on the Live Tour, or do you have any thoughts on the fact that they might put too much pressure on themselves? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, no I, I don't think that they will, honestly. I think that it, it will be interesting to see if they're how the fans react to them. I think that's going to be something. Are we going to have a guy like you had off Happy Gilmore yelling jackass in the, in the behind people? I mean, are we going to see – Things like that. And how, how are the other players going to react? I mean, Rory said he's going to be sick to his stomach. So I, I, I don't know how he's going to be able to see it up to play with, with the nausea <laughs> they going to have. So I, I think we might as well go ahead and eliminate his chances, I guess. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think they'll put too much pressure on themselves. I, I, I think just as much pressure as the live guys can put on them, I think that like Rory and, and Horschel and these, the PGA Tour lovers, I think they could easily do it themselves and want to make a statement. So I think it definitely goes both ways. 
Guys, as far as the best bets go for the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth, Rory McIlroy is the favorite at plus 650, John Rahm at plus 800, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 1100, and Shane Lowry at plus 1600. Then it goes to Victor Hovland, Billy Horschel at plus 2800, along with Taylor Gooch. So, Guys, to me, I think you could get a little value with a Hovland, a Horschel, or a Gooch. Ironically, uh, those two names are together right there. But I'm going down the list, guys. My best bet of the week is plus the just the best odds on a guy that's playing really good golf is Lee Westwood at plus 6,600. I think that Lee Westwood, I mean, obviously shooting at what, 62 in the final round of the live event last week. I don't think that the odds makers are really factoring that in as much as they probably should, T-Dub. I think that plus 6,600 for a guy that shot 62 last week and a guy that has played Wentworth many times, I, I, I kind of like Westwood, even though a lot of people seem to think he's washed up. Yeah, I mean, he's him and Shane Lowry have played the most rounds at this golf course of anyone in the field. They played 46 rounds, and in those, and in those rounds, Sam, he's, Westwood gained point nine five shots on the field. Last few years, he finished 14th back in 2017, finished a T18 back in 2020. Last, four of the last five years, he's made the cut. So I, I definitely I definitely like Westwood's chances. I, I would probably go ahead and say, like I mentioned earlier, those three, the top three names you mentioned, even though Lowry in there is four. I think those are head and shoulders above your favorites, so I'd probably lean towards them. Someone like Matthew Fitzpatrick in 24 rounds here has gained 1.11 shots on the field, so I wouldn't mind him. And, you know, someone who had been playing really well on the on the list and didn't play very good in the last one, but Patrick Reed has played this tournament twice. He finished fourth and third here. I kind of, I kind of like his chances a little bit, too. Woody, what would, you, uh, what would your best bet be out of some of those names that I listed? Well, I, he hit a good point. I love Shane Lowry. Uh, Shane Lowry just a sneaky. He's really good, drives the ball well, and I think that's important here. Matthew Fitzpatrick, good driver of the ball. He won a U.S. Open, so you know he can golf his ball. I, I think all those guys, it'll be interesting because we won't see everybody in the field Thursday and Friday. We know that. <laughs> They're going to keep us from seeing everybody in the field on Thursday and Friday. So it'll be interesting to see if any of those guys really do get off to a good start and get the lead, which will help that DP tour. They'll really want to publicize that. If not, and the live guys are playing well going into the weekend, I think it'll be a lot more fun to watch the golf tournament. I will watch it if there's some live guys in the hunt. I won't. If there's not, I won't watch the golf tournament. I care less. And guys, I would I would tend to fade Shane Lowry this week, only being because in his, in seven out of his last eight events, um, he's lost shots on the green putting. Whereas in the middle of the year, he was gaining almost a half a shot every single tournament that he played in from like the Honda Classic to the Memorial. But since the RBC Canadian Open, he has really struggled on the greens and, and had a miscut, a tied for 83rd, a 46th. Now he did have a top 10 at the Irish Open, um, but I would tend to fade Shane Lowry just because I, I don't think you would get as good of odds um, as some other guys in this golf tournament. Guys, do we have any parting thoughts on Wentworth before we get to the PGA Tour 2K23 news. I just, I, I just want to on your on your Shane Lowry bet. I do agree with the putting. The putting is definitely something to be weary of. But over the last five years here, Sam, of course, he's finished inside the top eighteen all those times. So I think he's going to some greens that he actually likes. So yep. I, once again, I, I, I probably, I think I'm going to pick Matthew Fitzpatrick to be my winner. But it, it wouldn't shock me at all if Shane Lowry ends up having a good week because. 
like, like I mentioned, he's just such a rock steady player. I mean, his short game is unmatched, honestly, compared to anyone. And even looking over the last – since they started doing strokes game putting um, here back in 2018, Sam, he's actually gained strokes game putting um, every time that he's played here. So I, I do think that he'll find a little bit of something with his putting. Because whenever you're struggling with your putting, that's the only way that you can really get back is you either find something magically or you get on some greens that you know. And I, I do think uh, Shane Lowry's kind of in that category uh, of maybe getting on something that's a little bit more familiar to him. Woody, I'm going with Taylor Gooch to win the golf tournament. I hope he goes out there and shuts all those guys up. Right, Woody? I'm with you. That's who I want to win this golf tournament. It might not 100%. be the smartest bet, but I'm, I want him to win. I want him to win this golf tournament worse than anything. I want him to win. More so than his first PGA victory at the RSM, I want him to win this golf tournament. It would do great things for him personally, and it would be in your face to all those other guys. Absolutely, boys. Uh, we did have some PGA Tour 2K23 news come out, guys, and we talked a lot about how Tiger Woods is going to benefit financially from this video game. It's going to be the most expensive golf video game of all time. To get the Tiger Woods edition of the PGA Tour 2K23 video game, you'll have to pay $119.99. Um, you will also, with that, get uh, one Tiger Woods tailor-made club set, one Tiger Woods t-shirt, uh, three epic golf ball sleeves, a red polo, a pair of black pants, a black hat, a Tiger Woods, uh, one Tiger Woods golf shoe. Uh, I, I, I would assume that means both shoes. I don't know if you have to pay for both shoes or not. Uh, one Tiger Woods uh, golf belt and Tiger Bridgestone branded golf balls. Um, and then you also get one hockey stick putter, T-Dub. But what I'm saying, my point of even bringing this up, guys, is I did the numbers on a previous podcast. You can go back and listen. But PGA Tour 2K21 did 2.5 million units um, per year since it came out. And so what I'm saying is with Tiger Woods being on the cover and having a lot to do with this video game, I see those numbers at least doubling to at least 5 million units. And at $119, and obviously you can buy the standard edition for $70. So let's say $100. I mean, guys, that's $500 million that PGA Tour 2K23 is making per year on this video game. And obviously Tiger Woods' contract that he signed in March was undisclosed. But they've been working on this for years. And, and guys, I think that Tiger uh, obviously has been known as being the good guy and the savior of the PGA Tour. But he also has these business ventures. Uh, that you know have have you know been in the works for many many months, right, T Dub? Oh, one hundred percent. And you know, just to allude on all the the, the things you get for that. So you know, from the standard edition to to the Tiger Woods edition, it's an extra fifty dollars. And you know, so the things that you mentioned, and there is some some virtual currency that comes with that. Essentially, like thirteen dollars worth. So you look at it, it's like thirty seven dollars for for essentially getting Tiger clubs and a Tiger outfit. I mean, that doesn't seem like much to me, but, but the, the point of me saying that is that it's really not that good of incentives. But I do want to see at the end of the day, what is the percentage based off of how many people buy the standard edition versus how many buy the, the deluxe versus the Tiger Woods edition? Because having Tiger's name on it just for the collector's edition, no matter what they give, is going to sell copies on it. I mean, even before I read this, I thought I was going to buy it, but this doesn't seem like uh, enough to do it. But who knows? I might get a, I get froggy and jump at it. But it, 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 to me, it's, Tiger's name is going to draw so much money into it, so his royalty rights for this have to be insane. And, and so, yeah, Sam's absolutely right. It's going to be a, a, such a money-making deal. And, 
As much as I love Tiger and everything that he's representing the game, Woody, everything he said over the last two months about the live, I don't know how much of it is true because I think it's just a, about money. <laughs> it's always about money, T Dub. And we've said that Tiger is uh, sly like a fox. He he's got his hand in so much stuff, and he's going to have his hand in whatever this tour changes we're seeing. He it, it, it's got his name written all over all this. So. Whereas, yes, he's got his loyalty to the PGA Tour, but he's got his loyalty to his pocketbook a heck of a lot more than the PGA Tour. A hundred percent. And, you know, some people might say, oh, well, the Liv, you know, offered him a billion dollars and, and, you know, whatever, $700 million. And I would respond with, you know, Tiger doesn't need to take the PR hit. He's already going to make millions and millions and millions upon millions of dollars off the golf course like Arnold Palmer did, probably more uh, than Arnold Palmer even did. And so what I'm saying, guys, is it makes complete sense for Tiger Woods, um, you know, to come in and kind of save the day, uh, you know, at that players meeting just because he has the PGA Tour 2K video game plus the TGL stuff that he's been working on for months and he's saying he saw it all going down the tubes T-Dub and I'm not saying this to say that I'm not going to play the video game I'm definitely going to get the video game I love Tiger Woods but I'm saying don't be naive people I mean Tiger is not just doing all of this out of the goodness of his heart well and just think about it you mentioned PR hits earlier Tiger's had plenty of those in his lifetime it's not like he needs another one of those to happen to to, to add to his resume. So now he's come back from everything that's, that's been happening to him, scandal, uh, back injuries, everything, to now be literally a, the golf god. And that's what he is. And he doesn't want to ruin that. I completely agree with that. So, yeah, yes, I do agree that there is some tradition and Tiger believes in that. He does want to see the tour that he helped build, um, at least to the state that it is now. He wants to see that. See, I get all that. But, but no, Woody's absolutely right. It's always about the money. And, um, you know, I, I can't blame Tiger for that. I'm not going to blame him for that. I just want people who watch and listen to all the media and everything that's out there to be able to see through that. That's all I want people to see. I don't care that Tiger's saying because he's doing what's best for him. But I just want everyone who's out there listening, like, you know, the, the, the players that you talked about earlier, Sam, who don't really even know what's going on on their side. They're just listening to the spokespeople of the church. You know, I want people to be able to see through that and say, oh, okay, well, let's go ahead and dive deeper into this and see what's actually there. Guys, it's been a great time on the 73rd Hole Podcast, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma this coming weekend, we will be updating you guys on how Taylor Gooch is doing because we know that the PGA Tour slash DP Tour aren't going to do it. We know the Golf Channel's not going to do it. They're not even going to show Taylor Gooch or Abraham Answer or any of those guys, Patrick Reed, the likes of all of those guys. So we're going to keep you updated on the 73rd Hole Twitter account, so go follow at the 73rd Hole on, on Twitter and at 73rd Hole on Instagram as well. And I also got an interesting question this past week. It, it said to subscribe on your podcast does that mean that we have to pay no that's absolutely free it just helps us out and also gives you a notification whenever we release a new episode so hit that subscribe button on apple Podcasts. that would really help us out as well woody and t-dub thank you so much for joining us today this has been sam humphreys here on the 73rd old podcast the official podcast of golf oklahoma